Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chance It. Uh, this week we are going to dive into self-care, um, especially because this week um, is the inauguration. And last week or about two weeks ago, you know, everything that happened at the Capitol, it's just been a bit chaotic for the start of 2021. So we just want to check in with y'all. And we have a wonderful guest today, Maya, who uh, will introduce herself soon. But we wanted to provide you guys with some tips on how um, to remain positive and productive and take care of yourselves whenever there's a bit of chaos going on in the world. So hello, Maya. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having having me. Yeah, no problem. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Can you tell us about Gentler Pod and um, what kind of got you into self-care? Yeah, so I'm Maya. Um, I graduated from college in 2019, and that put me into super crisis mode. One, because I didn't know what I was doing, and two, because all the things I thought would happen after you graduate college were not happening. Like, I was still broke. I still, like, had no free time. Like, it was just a mess. So, I really needed some type of outlet. And I also really wanted to get back into intentional self-care, which is something that I had really gotten into the year before in another crisis. So I sat down and I just started thinking like, okay, how can I just basically create the life that I want with the tools I have right now? And I got a few ideas. I pulled out my phone and recorded a voice note and made that the first episode of Gentler. Um, And on the podcast, I talk about general post-grad stuff, but also practical self-care. So things that make you feel better, but are tangible step-by-steps that you can do. And I always want to make sure it's down to earth and that it's attainable and accessible to people. Um, So that's what I do on the podcast. And honestly, the, the purpose of everything with productivity and all that for me is just to give yourself more time to enjoy life. So that's my, my main goal. And I hope to help other people do that. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, I think especially too, like where, um, you know, in your 20s, it's just really like easy to get lost. And you're trying to like keep up with all of these like preconceived notions of how you think your 20s should go. You know what I'm saying? And so I I guess like when we think about like what self-care looks like, I think sometimes people think it has to be something super extravagant, like spending $300 at the spa or like, you know, it involves like a lot of money. So like, what are some tips that you would give for people? Something that's like a little bit more practical that anyone can do, no matter like what your like, you know, financial status or how much time you really have. Yeah, my favorite thing to do for self-care lately is just to clean up, but like not to really like adopt the attitude of like, oh, like I have this really important guest coming over. So I want to make sure they're impressed by my space. But really that guest is you, you know, like how would Mm -hmm. you enjoy walking into your space? Um, just organizing things, all of that. Also, I've really, I've the quarantine bug hit me and I've been baking. So <laughs> having like treats for myself. I talk a little bit on the podcast about like $10 or 10 minute treats. So if you mm-hmm. want to give yourself $10, $10 for a treat, that's cool. But you can also just spend 10 minutes with yourself in some kind of way and have that be the way that you treat yourself. It doesn't always have to be financial. Um, and I think another like easy attainable thing for a lot of people is to create some type of treat yourself fun. So every so often you're dropping like $5 into an account or some type of savings avenue, whatever that is for yourself. And then at whatever intervals you decide, you use that money to do what you want. So that way you're not dropping like $300, like you said, on a spa thing, but maybe over the course of a year, you've saved up that money or something, or you have like that 
extra twenty dollars tucked away for when you need like an emergency Uber Eats thing. Yeah, horrible week, you know. So I think finding ways to think ahead and say like I want to be able to take care of myself in the future too. Mm-hmm. So how can I kind of proactively um, prepare for all of those things? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like you're planning ahead to bake in some like you time and some self-care time. And that's something I've never like thought about. Like I just go ahead and just take it whenever I feel like things are crashing down. But I feel like if I knew it was coming soon, it'd probably make me a little bit more productive during my day. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So what are your tips for kind of mastering productivity then? If like we know we need to take care of ourselves, but we still have things on our to-do list. Like how do we master productivity? Yeah. So I am super lazy and I like things to be as simple as possible. So if I can find ways to condense the amount of time that it will take to do a task, then I'll do it. Um, And it can be as simple as buying a larger trash can. So I don't have to take out the trash that often. And I can just like have that be a once a week thing rather than an every night thing or with my to-do list. Like I have my to-do list sitting next to me. I just write out very plainly exactly what needs to happen at each hour um, and time block in that way. But I also do it with like a no judgment type of feel. So I know that I'm going to have to take a nap at the middle of the day. I know <laughs> that every morning from like nine to 11, I think VH1 plays living single episodes and I'm going to want to watch them. And it's going to be hard for me to like pull myself away to go get ready for work. So I build that into my schedule. I don't like productivity for me is not about making me into this other person that I am not. It's about figuring out how I can be Maya and still get the things I need to get done done. So I write down what the most important things are because at the end of the day, I'm not going to get every single thing done. And I make sure that, like I said, I include that self-care stuff in my schedule. And I also make sure to include buffer times because not everything is going to take just an hour. Some things are going to go over. My mom's going to call in the middle of the day and knock me completely off schedule. So those things are going to happen. So I have hours built into my schedule to mm-hmm. say, okay, that task that should have taken me 30 minutes to do this morning went a little bit longer. I returned to it at 4 p.m. I don't have to worry about pushing anything else to the side or doing anything out of whatever. And all, things happen. So like sometimes a buffer hour doesn't catch everything, but it's a lot better than not having it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Like how to, I don't know. I think sometimes people really do get caught up in like trying to be as productive as another person or comparing your like productivity to the next. And I feel like it's definitely easier to just like stay in your own bubble and like what works for you works for you. Um, I know one of the tips that I like have to do in order to get absolutely anything done is to like write a list down and I'm not as good as you. I don't write down times, but I'm just like <laughs> in this day, like I need to get this certain amount of stuff done. And so like, I used to think that like to do lists were just something that I would just have to write big things. So now I even write things as like, make up my bed, like little yeah. stuff like that, where in the past, I've always thought it had to be like some extravagant like task. And it really can be like the simple things. So yeah, one of my friends in middle school made fun of me because I wrote wake up on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you? And I'm like, I just need to keep myself on track. I, I don't know. Like it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like satisfying too, to like check things off. Yeah. I do that for work. That's the only way I get through my work day is like writing stuff yeah. down that I have to get done. Yeah, I also love just having post-its all over the place because just like mm-hmm. ripping them off the desk and ripping them up and throwing them away is really helpful. So yeah. sometimes if things are just like really bleak at work, I'll have my to-do list, but I'll just 
transfer those things to a post-it. And then that way I know like there's a little like confetti thing at the end of every task and I can at least look forward to that. Yeah. I know um, we, okay. So we all three kind of work in corporate America. Like we have other jobs besides like our side hustles. So whether that would be the podcast, um, Brittany's in school, that sort of thing. So like what kind of tips do you recommend for somebody that has like even more things outside of just your day-to-day nine to five job, you know, because I think that's one of the things that I struggle with particularly is like, on top of just like work things that I really need to get done, it's other like extra stuff that we have to do. Um, and it's kind of weird because I feel like sometimes I feel a little down because I'm like, oh my God, like I know what stuff I could be doing for the podcast or for whatever else I have going on. And I just feel like sometimes I don't get that dedicated like time to that. So like, how would you like manage or, or what advice do you have to like manage kind of like extracurricular things? Yeah, so... I told um, this to one of my Club Gentler members last week, like, you don't have to put the same amount of energy into everything. Like, she in particular runs a photography business. She was like, I love doing the photography part. That's what I want to do. But the admin stuff just makes me want to shoot myself. Like, I hate having to, like, design a logo and do all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Okay, like, I get it. If that's not your forte, you don't want to do it. But you don't have to put the same energy into creating a logo as you would into doing like the photography part because you're not running a logo business you're running a photography business so if you want to just slap up a canva um logo and just put your initial side by side no one's going to tell you like oh that sucks i'm not going to get your pictures from you like you know like that's not gonna figuring out ways that we can outsource and automate things um and also let stuff go a lot of the tasks that I used to do a year from now as it pertains to the podcast or anything like that. I don't do anymore. And I did get enjoyment from some of them. Like I loved spending like an hour every day following new people on social media and like DMing all of them and connecting. I simply don't have the time anymore. And so I've been able to find ways to really magnify the efforts and the results that that task would give me. So now maybe I get that same result but I'm able to multiply it a ton by doing a bigger thing, like being on other podcasts or Mm -hmm. guest posting for like publications and things like that. So figuring out the tasks that can really make it bigger. And then, like I said before, condensing all the other things. So like what, like sit down and figure out when you get off of work, what are you spending your time on? Like what happens afterwards? Like what is taking up all of your time? I hate chopping up vegetables for dinner. I feel like it takes way too much time and I just am not really in chef mode just yet. So maybe on Sundays, I just do all the chopping ahead of time so that when the week comes, I can save half an hour, have it already done and put that into whatever else I want to do. Um, I think that for me, those are the main things of figuring out how to condense my time, figuring out what I can outsource and automate and just going from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's such a good recommendation. Like I feel feel like we want to take such ownership over everything that falls underneath us like you know the podcast and like um real estate or you know what we do at work when we really could like lean on um you know either other devices or activities um to help us or like you said outsource to another individual who you know that may be their passion so why not um no I love that and I think it's like a good reminder to us that we don't have to do everything all the time yeah for sure 
Yeah. So I was um, like perusing on your website and I saw um, you talking about positive affirmations. And on our last episode, we talked a little bit about manifestation, but I know affirmations kind of go hand in hand. So can you tell us what it means to do a positive affirmation and how we can put that into practice every day? Yeah. So I really got into like the self-care stuff through manifestation. So a lot of the things that I do for self-care I kind of like the roots were planted whenever I was really like in the law of attraction trenches and stuff like that. So um, affirmations at one point, I thought they were like little magical statements. If you say them enough (laughs) times, then they'll become true. But I had to learn that's not the way that they actually work. So for me, the, the most important thing with an affirmation for me is making sure I believe it. Even if it's challenging, I have to be able to say like somewhere that can be true. Like when I was really broke and had like, sense in my bank account saying like I'm a millionaire I, I have millions in my bank account that kind of stuff did not help me at all it like <laughs> showed me it like made me think about the fact that I have like 10 cents in my bank account yeah, no I have really relate to that so like, it, it doesn't work for me so I have to be able to believe it and then after that the most important part next is saying okay if this statement were true how would I act like what action would I take like if money is flowing to me, if I'm open to receiving money, then how would I act? I can't really be open to receiving money if I haven't even told people how they can give me money. If I haven't like shared my services or my products, or if I haven't applied to a larger job, like, yes, things happen where people might just call you up and be like, Hey, we have a job that's a 20 K raise from what you're currently doing. Do you want to take it? But since this isn't a movie, like it's less likely to happen. So you kind of have to take those steps and actions yourself and, doesn't have to be just money focused like any affirmation there has to be some type of action attached to it because it's harder to believe if there's not and then also it's just harder for you i can't form all my goals and things and things i can't have an action or some type of responsibility over because i'm just leaving it all up for chance and i do have stuff that i just have like hopes and dreams but you know like that'll only get you so far so making sure that you believe it and there's also some type of action you can take Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Um, that's that's kind of like the philosophy we believe in too. Yeah. Like, so much on social media where people are like, just say it. Like, you want to be a millionaire? Just speak it into existence. And it's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> like we were literally talking last week because I think like like I um I used to hate TikTok, but now I love TikTok. So I spent a lot of time on TikTok. Same. <laughs> And I feel like it's such a trend on there, but like a lot of people aren't being like really like descriptive and what they mean when they say like manifestation, positive affirmations. And so it leaves that like, I think people now think that it's just way, way more easier than it actually really is, you know? And like, it's kind of like that statement, like, you know, like faith without hard work is dead or whatever. Like that's kind of how I relate to it as well. Mm-hmm. Like I can say a bunch of great things about what I want my life to look like and what I believe I deserve or whatever. But if I'm not like actively doing anything to kind of get there, it kind of doesn't mean anything. Um, right. So yeah, you broke that down real good because I, I definitely think that actual item is really important. Um, so yeah, I don't know. TikTok is, I think TikTok is, and like Twitter too. I see it a lot on Twitter. Like I see it, like people are just saying like wild little things and it just doesn't, Really, oh, no, it kills me when people who like just open up a business or something they like post themselves in front of like all their packages or like their brand new store, their new apartment, holding keys, and they're like, just speak it into existence. And it's like, no, girl, like, 
please explain. Give us a step-by-step like tutorial. Like, what did you do? Or yeah, yeah. So on top of the heaviness of just like the pandemic and like um, COVID nineteen, we like had this big year of like social justice or social injustice, justice, whatever. And I feel like even I mean I know we can speak to this just because we are Black women. Like, how do you really? you know, what are your recommendations for getting through like the chaos of like, kind of like this uncontrollable, like get unfortunate events that we've been living through, you know, because I feel like that adds an additional like layer to like what (laughs) your like daily stresses, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, for example, last Wednesday, I mean, was January 6th, it was, you know, the Capitol um, breach. And I woke up that day feeling great. Like, you know, like, start the new year like I was feeling the new year energy you know what I'm saying but then like after seeing all of that it kind of just put you kind of in a mood you know what I'm saying and like it's kind of hard to shake those things that are kind of uncontrollable so yeah like what do you recommend in times like that yeah so I mean I wish I had a perfect answer of how to feel better even when the world is on fire around you um unfortunately I don't I haven't figured that out just yet but Something that really, like, I have to turn my phone off. I have to, like, just stay off social media and delete the apps and all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. at this point, like, most of my social media apps are just, like, in the app library. Like, there's no icon to, like, actually see Mm -hmm. them. So it just adds, like, a level of difficulty to access them. And then I'm like, I'm too lazy. I'll just do something else. So I have to do that because I'm someone who, for whatever reason, I have to know exactly what everyone has said about the issue. And so I really just kind of drown myself in all this negative news. I also have to be very secure um, with my own boundaries and saying like, you know, I can't do a podcast episode on every single issue because I'm exhausted. And honestly, the episode that would have gone up last week is the same one that went up this summer. You know, like I can't keep saying all this stuff over and over again. And I have to be okay with knowing that because I've had situations where people will be in my DMs and, you know, I think over the summer, someone didn't know I was a black woman and was kind of like, you know, when are you going to speak out against racism and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm like, pump breaks real quick. I actually have an episode coming out this evening, but aside from that, I don't owe you anything in this. Yeah, right. And like, had, so being able to comfortably say like, you know, this is my place in this issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not necessarily going to be on the front lines every time because I need to rest. And I need to be able to restore myself. And that's the best way that I can move forward in this fight and help other people to do so. And also yeah. just like really ramping up all of the self-care that seems meaningless, like the the baths and the Netflix things, just really kind of overdoing it in that area, you know, balances everything. But I think just kind of being a little more indulgent in those ways helps a lot. Um, it's it's been tough for sure and like being a single woman living in a city hearing about Breonna Taylor like really took a toll because I just kept thinking like okay like how you know like when will it be me next so having to really step away before I just Mm -hmm. roll all the way down that rabbit hole it has been really important Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I think my biggest struggle when it comes to that is you know, it, when it happens in the middle of a work day, right? And you're expected to still show up and like attend your Zoom meetings. And you're like getting, I was bombarded with texts. I was in an hour long Zoom meeting. So I had no idea what happened. Yeah. And then 
when I checked my phone, I was like, what the hell? And I only had 15 minutes to like breathe before my next Zoom calls that weren't canceled. So it's just like really hard to show up when you're like still expected, you know, it's just, oh goodness. But fingers crossed with this week that the inauguration goes smoothly. But yeah, I'm definitely ramping up like my indulgence in self-care this week to prepare. Um, And also like looking ahead, like, you know, like you said, hopefully everything goes smoothly this week, but if it doesn't, what am I going to do to take care of myself? And so that when it, if something does happen, we're not scrambling everything together. We kind of have that self-care kit already put together and knowing what we might need ahead of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My boss, she actually took the day off because she was like, I really? can't. I mean, she has two young kids mm-hmm. and she literally never takes time off. She's always showing up to stuff. And I was so proud of her because like, we know we have MLK Day, which is Monday. So a lot of people are taking off, but we still have the inauguration that's happening this week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so envious of her for like thinking two steps ahead and like just going ahead and like taking that day off. And I was like, you know what? That's so smart though. Cause like, we just really don't know. And she has two small kids who will be watching this and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. And one of the things that helps me like during this time is like looking to the positives in the world. Like, I mean, especially with the news cycle and like how it's just like every time you load, whatever, it's just new news. One of the things that helps me is just like, like, for example, like on Wednesday when the breach of the Capitol that same day, like, um, Georgia turned blue and that's where I grew up. So I was just like mainly like trying to focus on like the great things that had happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that kind of helps too. It's like, cause it's a lot, as much bad stuff it is in the world. It's a lot of good stuff going on too. It's just, you probably have to search for it a little bit more than you would for the bad. Um, so yeah, I really, I I think that's important too, just to like amp up everything that you would normally do to just kind of protect yourself, your bubble, your mental, like setting that boundary. Um, But I, I feel like um, sometimes too, and I know I'm sure some of our audience can relate to, it's like, how do you balance kind of that self-care when you're in like relationships, whether it's friendships, romantic relationships, because sometimes like that other person might not understand like that you really need to take some time to yourself or whatever that looks like for you. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something that you kind of have to manage even more when you're in like different relationships. So, I mean, like, yeah, Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is understanding what I need so that I'm able to articulate it better. Because if if you tell a partner like, oh, I need space, then they're just like on high alert all over the place. And they're like, well, did I do something like something? And you you can be feeling like, you know, honestly, it's nothing to do with you. I just really need some space. But if I can't really articulate that in the best way, then it's a little bit harder for them to understand it. And I'm not like a mental health professional and I'm learning more and more about myself every day. So sometimes I'm not a hundred percent at articulating it, but I get better at understanding my needs through journaling and through gratitude practice and all of that. So the more I learn about me, the more I'm able to tell people about me. Um, Also thinking about like what exactly is happening that, is putting them in conflict with your self-care practice? Is it something that they don't understand or are they like actively working against it? Because that might be something where maybe it's not as important that you are explaining to them. Maybe it's just time for you to make some type of separation, period. Like if you have people who are constantly saying like, 
you should spend all your time with me. Like that's not very healthy. So thinking about like what the actual conflict is, but I would say like, honestly, just trying to help people understand. I'm grateful that now is like a time where everyone is kind of understanding more about self-care and understanding more about boundaries. So I haven't had too many difficult conversations of having to explain. Sometimes it is jarring and I've been on the opposite end of being like, so you don't want to spend every weeknight? <laughs> like, I thought I was like a welcoming, comforting place. Like, what do you mean? But yeah. how do you really understand? Um, and it's so basic, but putting yourself in the other person's shoes and thinking like, how would you feel to get this information? Like, maybe you should include a few more details. You don't owe anyone anything. You don't have to tell like, your whole life story to anybody, even if you've been that person for 10 years, your business is your business. But thinking about how you can articulate it in a way that has the most benefit for everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I feel like I've kind of mastered that now. So um, my significant other and I, like, I feel like we're both going through, like, different things right now. <clears throat> so like this weekend, I feel like it was a perfect example of that, like communication. So um, he's been having like a crazy work schedule and like just having so much going on. And he like communicated that to me. So like we had like our time and then he was like, all right, like I need some self care time. And I was like, so appreciative of like, just letting me know that. So I'm not like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. why aren't we on the phone or whatever? And just like, you know, explaining to people like what it is that you need um, when and kind of like what's going on because I feel like if people just like burst out with like look I, leave me alone I feel like it's a little rude but um you know being able to communicate correctly I feel like is where a lot of people get in those like debacles mm-hmm. they're like I need space like what do you mean you need space same with like <laughs> friendship too if like you know you've been like ditching your friends and they like you're not telling your friends that you're going through something and that you know you need that time to be able to heal from whatever's been going on. I feel like you could be pushing away people um, without with, without them really knowing it's not intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like everybody right now is going through something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's naive to think that so it's, well, your friend, your boyfriend, whatever, who, whoever it is, like just like, you know, everything's going fine and dandy in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I feel like this is just a time where like, you really have to be understanding of like everyone's different emotions and like everyone's emotions are high. So just like managing those expectations is like very much key and not always to like put all of your issues on them too. You know what I'm saying? Cause that can, that can impact their mental and their like self care or like, you know, their boundaries as well, you know? So mm-hmm. just being more hyper aware of that during this time, I think is super important. Yeah. No, absolutely. I kind of, what I do for that when I am going through stuff and I want to like talk about it, I usually write it down first before I then like reiterate what's going on to other people. Cause I'm like, let me tone it down a little bit and see if like I'm actually being dramatic here. And then like, I go through my notes and I'm like, all right, am I okay now? (laughs) (laughs) So need to like lean on somebody for some support. And that's been helping me. So pro tip to anyone, journaling is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do like gratitude journaling or journaling? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I said, do you do like gratitude journaling or do you? Oh, journal? yeah. Yeah. Every day. Um, I mean, like most most days this past week has been a little while, but um, at the very least, I'll write down three things I'm grateful for. And then um, something I've been doing lately is 
after I identify like what I'm grateful for, I ask myself, how can I show love in that area? Like if I'm grateful for my apartment, how can I pour some more love into it? Maybe I want to clean up or add some decor. Or if I'm grateful for my dog, like maybe I can take her for an extra walk or something or Aww. make her a treat, like something that just kind of like magnifies the feelings of gratitude because you're putting even more attention to the thing that's already working. Um, but I love doing prompts too, but things have been like really kind of yeah. T- schedule wise so if the only thing i can do is write down three things i'm grateful for then i'll keep it at that and move it keep it moving but i love to just sit down and really like hammer out lists and all that stuff and follow prompts so they kind of make me think about things i wouldn't have thought about or like things i've locked away in like some compartment and thrown all the way to the back of my mind so i'm a huge like journaling advocate yeah I love that, like um, writing what you're grateful for and then how you can show love to it. I've never thought about that. So I've been using the five minute journal, right? And that Mm. has like sections already, but it's the same thing every day. So it gets a little repetitive, but no, I love that for sure. So um, I want you to leave our listeners with, um, so obviously our podcast name is Chance It. And this season, we're going to try to include every episode what we want our listeners to take a chance on. So our audience is typically, you know, in their 20s, you know, they look like us, they, you know, have similar jobs like us, similar lifestyles like us. So what would you encourage them to take a chance on, um, especially this week? Yeah, this week, I I mean, I don't know how cliche this is, but take a chance on yourself and like take like some big st- I was telling you all before we start recording, I'm in a coaching program now and the price was astronomical. But I was like, you know, what happens if everything goes right with this? And my life could literally change completely. So for me, it was worth taking that massive ch- like chance and just taking that leap um, at least. And I feel like January is like a this January has been kind of eh, and last January was kind of eh, but I feel like in general January is a fun time because you feel like you have the whole world ahead of you yeah so just spending time you know take that big leap but also be relaxed with it and like figure out what those steps can be I really I don't even think I've said this out loud at this point but I really want to buy a house this year so like taking time to like actually learn all those steps but the big chance it thing for me is just like saying like okay this is the year I want to buy a house and even if it doesn't happen I'm moving as if I'm trying to make that happen yeah more about my credit and how they're like really formulate a credit report that looks good to lenders and learning about different cities in the U.S. that I can potentially move to so the big the big leap even though I'm not putting down a down payment on the house right now is allowing myself to believe that in the first place yeah I love that one that's a good one Take a chance on yourself. (laughs) So tell us where our listeners can find you, where they can tune into Gentler. Go ahead and shout yourself out. Yeah. So Gentler is on all the podcast streaming apps. Um, Our Instagram is at Gentler pod. And then my Instagram is at Maya N Fleming N for Nicole. Um, So that middle initial there. Um, The website is www.begentler. So we have some blog posts and resources up there too. And I have a membership program called Club Gentler where we really hammer out our goals and meet up for biweekly calls and lean on each other for support. So that's been a fun time. We just started a few weeks ago and I I love everyone in the group already. Like it's amazing. Um, And I have a free training coming up on how to carve out an an hour for your goals. without feeling like you're adding more to your plate already. So mm-hmm. it, it's going live this week, but it'll, I don't know when this episode's going up, but it'll exist in, in like the evergreen thing forever. So yeah, <laughs> don't catch it live. It'll, it'll be there. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure. I think I want to take that class. That sounds exciting. Like, <laughs> well, thank you like so much for coming on the podcast. And like, we really enjoyed this conversation and um, we hope that um, our audience loves it too. So uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you all so much for having me.